Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host. I'm joined tonight by John Merrick, and it sounds as if Bobby will be joining us a little bit later, but uh, at this exact moment, he is occupied putting the kiddos to bed. So, last week was a good week, John. I don't know about you. I enjoyed it. Uh, good football. Well, I shouldn't say Some that. good football. Yeah. A lot of bad football. There's definitely some good football. I, was just, I think I was more just excited about the playoffs starting more than anything else. I, you know, the games weren't all that great, but they were fun to watch, at least for portions of them. Uh, your and your then, Packers don't play till this weekend, but it, oh god, is, is this starting again already? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, there really oh, were only two good games, three good games. Yeah, three good games, three bad games. But we do have some uh, koozies to give away. So those that uh, participate in our games, I appreciate you playing. Uh, D. Sully and Answer Book. Um, they took me down in the uh, third match up from last week, uh, which was the. Um, Pittsburgh Kansas City game that matchup they took first and second to take that that down. So D Sully and Answer Book, if you are listening, we need your address. We have a koozie waiting for you. So we'll go ahead and get as many messages out there as we can, so you guys know to message us. Uh, another one we have Answer Book gets his second koozie. Uh, he edged you out, John. That was quite a fun one to watch. To be honest with you. Uh, that was for, I believe, the Sunday games, um, Kansas City, uh, Pitt, and then Tampa and Philly. No, that, was the whole, that was the whole slate. No, that was Sunday. San Fran, Dallas. Um, so that was a good one. Uh, he did edge you out. Uh, so he gets his second koozie uh, in that one. And then the final one was, let's see, I think we had a, a few in this one. Answer book with three. That count them three koozies. Congratulations, him. Brady Nation 79 gets a koozie. Uh, Mickey Katz 12, and then Bobby Hopper 88 took fourth place in that matchup. So, uh, we got a couple koozies to give out, we got them all ready to go. Um, I'm excited, they're pretty cool looking koozies, they'll be fun. I mean, if nothing else, I have some, some fun things that we can give out from time to time. So, I'm, I'm excited about that. So, of course, we always enjoy y'all listening. Uh, hopefully, the koozies, if nothing else, will help spread the word. Um, but again, just, uh, hope all of you enjoy, uh, playing our little contests and doing everything else with us. So that's what I got for that. Um, any comments, John, before we dive into kind of this week and, uh, our big award that, uh, um, the, the news did the, the, the winner contact us or not, but, uh, anything before we dive into that, John? No, I'm excited for the, uh, week two of the playoffs and to see if Derek Henry comes back. Yeah, I'm curious in that too. I guess it'll be fun to kind of discover what what ends up happening with him because it could be a that could be a, a game changer for a lot of teams that might, somebody might create. 
Um, all right, so let's dive into the big winner. The big winner uh, was Kay Walt, as uh, many have heard already. Kay Walt um, did not contact us. So instead of winning a bottle of whiskey. He gets nothing. He gets nothing. That is correct. Nothing for him. So that brings in our second place winner. Uh, and if you were listening last week, I think we're a little too early to announce who that second place winner was. I have to listen a little bit longer or go back to last week's podcast. Uh, but we'll definitely mention their name here before the end of the podcast today. Uh, and if you are that person that took second place in the 100-yard uh, dash, for those that uh, went on Twitter and found us and, and watched that, if you are that winner, all you have to do is make contact with us. could be on DraftKings Social. That's where you found us. It could be on Twitter. It could be uh, it to our email at footballotr um, at gmail.com. Doesn't matter how you find us. We just need to know who you are so we can get you your bottle of bourbon and or a gift card, depending on where you live, because we can't just send you a bottle of bourbon. All right. So hopefully we hear from that person. And again, we'll mention their name a little bit further in the show. So. Uh, that way we'll at least force you to listen more than five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, that's how it works. You're not going to give away something. we got to make sure you're listening to us. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this week. We're going to have some matchups. Uh, there are some millionaire games, and uh, per the usual, you know, we're always going for, okay, what's the best way to make a lineup? Uh, and uh, we'll talk about all that. So, John, why don't you get us started with maybe a, a team you like or some players you like, anybody you want to highlight before we dive into how you've made your team? Yeah, I think the the kind of two the I think what I think the big play game will probably be will be Buffalo Kansas City based on how both the teams played last week. Yep. And then I think I'm looking to um, kind of take some players on there, maybe avoid some of the bigger names, and maybe avoid um, some Kansas City players. And then maybe look more towards Cincinnati, Tennessee um, for a game target. Yep, I like it. What about I, you, uh, so for me, I'm you know, there's a couple of values I like here. I mean, I, and I think it's going to be some, some a pretty decent amount of plays. One value, you know, that I'm looking for is that running back. I know we've talked a lot about pricing on running backs has been pretty cheap in certain weeks. Um, so one strategy I'm going to employ is just finding some cheap running backs that can get me some points. There may be higher levels of ownership in those running backs, um, but I'm okay with that, uh, you know, because it gives me the ability to go after some other players that maybe I wouldn't otherwise. Uh, the other note I was going to make is in specifically in the quarterback room, so to speak, there are some really good value players um, that are not like the most expensive quarterbacks on the slate. You know, I think it's tempting to, to look at like a, a an Allen and a Mahomes and even a Rodgers. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in guys below them that uh, may or may not have as high of ownership as well. So I think there's a lot of unique ways to build teams this week. And I, I have kind of a, a team I like so far. I got to move, move some pieces around, but I think they – you know, a mix of big players and big names with some guys that uh, maybe not are not going to quite have, uh, you know, quite as much ownership should be should be the the formula to get you where you need to be. So, do we want to start with a stack you like, John, or are you going to go more position by position today? What do you prefer? Um, I mean, I can give a a quick kind of easier stack I like is Burrow, 
um, Chase and Boyd. Yep. Just with the high volume passing that they've had, the high volume passing they've had, especially in the last kind of five weeks of the season. But I think the the other side of that, I think if you expect Cincinnati to win the game and be up big, um, especially late, if Derrick Henry doesn't play, then I think uh, if Derrick Henry doesn't play, I think that the game could go that way. And then I think the it's an interesting play to go with Tannehill because I think he'll be pretty low owned, especially in bigger slate games where I wouldn't have him on a ton of rosters. But if you're playing multiple teams, I think Tannehill would be an interesting leverage putting him with AJ Brown um, against Cincinnati, who doesn't have the who doesn't have a top rank pass defense. Um, I think situationally, they're they're kind of middle of pack. Situationally, that could be kind of an interesting kind of going against the grain way to make a team. Yeah, and I think what will be interesting in that game is how quickly Tennessee gets off to a a, a good or bad start. Uh, a lot of teams that have that bye week, that it's kind of a blessing and a curse to some people, right? So it, the the curse is that you know you, you have that moment of just you know relax being able to take that week off so to speak um which is great to like recover regenerate whatever you want to call it but sometimes those teams that have that bye week can kind of get off to a lull at the very beginning of, the, of their game whereas the other team's riding the high i mean think about it, dude cincinnati's been riding the high for like four weeks like if you go back to their just these guys have been on fire they've scored 41 points 34 points, obviously Burrow and, and crew didn't play in week 18. And then 26 points in a hard-fought game against Vegas last week. Like, they're dude, they're running. They're rolling. I mean, I, I like that game to be in Cincinnati's favor, and I that's part of the reason why. Um, to say that they're up big, I think it, it, I think you're right. It depends on, on how much control Tennessee can have in that game and if they show up or not. Yeah. So a lot of times when you're making teams out like this, that, those are some of the things like, you know, if you're, if you're trying to make a, a prediction, you know, cause that's really what you're doing, trying to make the right team. That's going to win you the money, whatever. If you're trying to make a prediction, you, you really got to go with something you feel good about, whatever you want to call it and, and hope that you've gotten that right. So looking at different things that could happen or will happen in a game, uh, depending on what you got is, is always a good thing to consider. So, so yeah, the stack I like just kind of get into that a little bit for me, John, um, I've always kind of told people I don't like to spend too much money. I actually had um, – I didn't have Burrow on my team, but I had uh, Boyd and Chase because I do like Cincinnati's uh, receivers in that game in general. Even if they're not winning the game, I do like them. I actually like a Stafford stack this week. Um, with As good as he was, I, I think he could have been better, but Stafford with OBJ um, is kind of the stack that I'm targeting. Uh, he's gone. I mean, since he's been in LA, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns in like eight weeks. So the guy's kind of on fire, um, to be honest with you. And I, I think he could be even more involved in that offense. If you're looking against them going into Tampa Bay, kind of the same concept you said. I, I personally think a Tom Brady led team more than likely is going to be in the lead towards the end of that game. Uh, and Tampa or in LA is going to have to make some moves uh, towards the end of the game to try to play catch up or just to stay in it. They might have to pass the ball a little bit more than maybe they would normally have liked. 
So I like uh, I like that as my stack, and I and, and some combination thereof because I was talking about cheaper running backs. You know, I'm I'm a fan of Acres. I'm curious how much they're going to keep you know keep him involved. He was very heavily involved last week, 90 yards and scored touchdown and everything. But guy was in the game a good bit. So, um, you know, he's a guy I like too. So it, it'll be interesting how my team forms when it's all said and done. But that is uh, that is something that I'm definitely paying attention to in a team that I like with a stack. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge OBJ fan just because he hasn't gotten the volume that you really that I really look for when I look yeah. for wide receivers. <clears throat> I mean, even last week he only had four targets, but he had all four receptions on those targets. Yep. So I think that that's my only hesitation there. But I think the Rams um, going against the Tampa. I mean, we know it's tough to run against Tampa Bay's defense, so I think the the game flow you you would expect is you would go with LA Rams, but that could also push the ownership of kind of acres and um, Michelle Michelle's been seen less, but I think acres, you hope to see him more in the passing game, um, especially against the tough run defense. So uh, I think acres is an interest in play this week too. Yeah. And I think that's the point that I like to make too. Part of the reason why I like, OBJ is because a lot of people are going to look at the same thing you just said. He doesn't get a lot of targets. He doesn't get a lot of catches, so to speak. Um, and because of that, again, again, ownership, I hope, will stay low because he's not as, you know, as typical as what you look for in a high guy. But he's also only $5,300 on the slate. So price point-wise is right there. Um, so, again, a lot of things to like, I think, in a lot of games this week. Uh, I think there's a ton of ways to make a good team. Uh, as far as quarterback goes, obviously we've mentioned two that we like with a stack. Anybody else that you want to mention? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to have a team with Lance on it if he if he starts, if Garoppolo's rolled out. Just with him at 5000 I think then you could add. Um, there aren't a lot of really high price players. A lot of them are just kind of mid-range. Um outside of Adams and Cup, and even Cup is lower than he has been. So I think if if Lance starts, I think that's interesting uh, play of just the value at 5,000, what his upside is. Um, other than that, I think I'm just playing matchups. Yeah. You know, I saw an interesting statistic um, the other day. I think it was actually earlier today where when – San Francisco, or when Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw a touchdown for San Francisco, he's like 7-0 and in his career. <clears throat> in games where he throws one or more touchdowns, he's got like a 500 winning percentage. <laughs> so some crazy stat like that. So and it's just interesting that you mentioned uh, Lance, and, uh, and I just thought of that with Garoppolo if he does play. Uh, now, you know, in Green Bay, you know, we'll see again. They could have that little lull that by week. I'm not sure who has a good game or who doesn't. Um, I don't know that I'm excited about spending up to get any Green Bay players. I know Bobby, if we look at his team real quick, because he sent it to us just in case he wasn't able to get on tonight. Bobby has uh, Dylan in his lineup. He was on Stafford a little bit with me. Um but other than that, Bobby's kind of avoiding the Green Bay side. I mean, he even has a 49 defense as, as something that he's picked. So, 
you know, I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting. That game could, I think, could be a pretty solid defensive battle. But there's also this Aaron Rodgers in it, so you never really know as well. But yeah, anyway, I think you also have to watch watch the weather. Yeah. Yep. Um, on the because it, it is it's a night game, seven o'clock Green Bay time. San Francisco is yep. flying halfway across the country, so that always plays a plays a role. Yeah, it does too. Um, anyway, I was just going to say, I think on the quarterback side, there's really only two that I like, Burrow and Stafford. Um, the other ones are just a little too expensive for my taste. But other than that, it's uh, it's a pretty good slate and a lot of options to pick from. On running back start, I'm going to start. There's two guys I really like. I Personally, if Henry doesn't play, I still like Foreman. Um, he's not expensive at all. But anybody under 6000 I'm interested in. Because, again, I don't want to spend up too much money on running backs. I want a guy that's going to be involved, but I don't need somebody that's going to be a ton of money for me to actually, you know, have a squad. So guys like uh, Singletary uh, going against Kansas City. Again, Kansas City, the defense is better than what they say on paper in my opinion. Um, But overall, a good price for him. Uh, Cam Akers, I do really like this week. I think he's just going to be really high owned. 5,500. 90 some odd rushing yards in his first game. Real first true or not rushing yards, total yards. Sorry, he had one catch for 40 and 55 yards rushing. Um, but total yards for him, like that's people are going to be on him just because of those reasons. So I think having him on a team makes sense because the price point is right. Um, another guy that that I happen to at least have on the radar this week where he wasn't last week. Uh, is CEH for Kansas City. Um, Buffalo is tough defensively, which is why I think ownership will be low on him. Um, but he could be a good person, just to, again, another player to add to them. Um, and see, I like, I think you have to watch injury reports on him, but I like McKinnon more just based on the matchup with how he's been used in the past game. Yeah. And McKinnon's at 4,800. And I think that's a really good value for. You know, he had six targets, six catches last week. Yeah. And he's really Eight, been involved 18 the last two weeks. There. Oh, there you go. Here's Bobby. Eight, yeah, 18 touches last week for McKinnon. I think they see what he can do already. And, and to John's point, I at that price point, I think they're still going to lean on him. Yeah, I mean, and if they do, that's I love that. And it just comes down to, like you said, injury report. See what that says. Get a good idea of what kind of play play you're going to get out of him. Because uh, if CEH doesn't play, I think you're you're right. He's a great play. But I think somebody in Kansas City, regardless, at running back, could be a bad play this week. Yeah. All right, Bobby, who are your running backs? Yep, we just got into running um, backs. Who do you like? So in that same game, I like Devin Singletary. Not sure if you guys talked about I him. Barely, yet. I barely touched on him, but go ahead. Joe yeah, likes so. every running back under six thousand, so he likes all but three running backs. Yeah. Yep. So over uh, the last month and a half here, <laughs> Singletary just kind of taken over that backfield and scored no less than fifteen points in a week. He scored another what two touchdowns last week? Two t- like two touchdowns each of the last three weeks, actually. Um, going back into the regular season a, a bit there. I don't see them really utilizing anybody else and just on sheer volume, 5,900 is a value just at that alone. Um, and then in this frigid game that we're going to be getting here, 
um, to be able to afford some of the higher-priced wide receivers that I'll touch on later on when we get to the wide receiver section of things. Um, I do like trying to grab a, uh, a, a cheaper running back in that cold game. I think there's going to be a lot of running happening there, and so that's, that's where uh, A.J. Dillon, for me, comes into play. He has at least 12 touches in every uh, each of the last three games. If he can find himself in the end zone, he's going to pay off that price pretty quickly of 5100 Good. I think it's a, a much better analysis than me saying, like John said, anybody under the top three players. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> the, the last person I'll say is uh, Eli Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Another another cold weather game. San Francisco is going to try and keep it on the ground. He had 27 rushes last week, four yards away from 100 yards. Um, so he was really just kind of just a hair away from a really big game, but still had 15 and a half points at 5,500 last week. He's 5,800 this week. Yeah. And on a side note to that, the last six games that he has played in, that he's been fully active and played in, He's had 27 carries, 27 carries, 22, 21, 21, and 27. So again, just pure volume, like we've been saying. That's, I mean, and they have a and they have a great offensive line to run behind. So, yeah, yeah, good, good wide receivers. Bob, you mentioned uh, higher priced wide receivers. You might be interested. Why don't you get it started? Yeah. So on the wide receiver side, I mean, uh, I'm grabbing Cooper Cup. I think this is going to be a big uh, Rams receiving game there. It, that's just going to be a really fun game to watch on Sunday afternoon. Um, I see that as, as kind of one of the higher scoring games. Not sure what Vegas says. I didn't see that side of things yet today. Um, he's 8,600, top of the charts there. Um, <clears throat> and I'm pivoting away from Devontae Adams just because we've already talked about that cold weather aspect. Despite that high price, I do like Debo Samuel at 7,600. Um but I'm I'm jumping on the Cooper Cup wagon there. And then staying in that same game for a little bit of a comeback, I'm grabbing Mike Evans um, at 6,800. He's going to be the top targeted receiver there. And uh, we just saw what he was able to do last week against Philly. Philly not really a great defense all, all around and anything, but just that usage and that volume that Mike Evans is getting, um, you know, seven, seven, and ten targets in the last three games. Uh, he's just scoring touchdowns left and right as well. He has four touchdowns in the last three games as well. I don't see that stopping in this game. Um, I do expect shadow coverage, though, from Jalen Ramsey on Evans because who else is, is uh, uh, Brady really going to be throwing the ball to? So that'll be a really fun matchup to – to be able to watch, but I, I do think Evans will uh, get enough done to justify that price point there. John, you want to add anybody? Yeah, I, I think a cheaper guy, I, <clears throat> I'm trying to go a lot of high-end wide receivers too, but a cheaper guy I like is Lazard in Green Bay. Um, if you look at what he's done over the last five weeks, He's had, um, he's had three of the five weeks. He's had over 19 points, and he's not. He doesn't have high volume of targets, but he's still getting um, uh, six or more targets in uh, three of the five games. 
So he's getting and he's getting a lot of Renzo red zone targets. So I think at 4,400, look for him to get some volume and red zone targets and um, probably be low ownership uh, with the uh, kind of late night game in Green Bay. Right. I, I, I do like that, especially I think uh, Lazard, I'm just going very much out on a limb, but I think he scores a touchdown this week. So take that into account for what it what you will. Yeah, and then we've kind of talked about the other guys I like in the Cincinnati game. Yeah, um, I was gonna yeah, say grab, gonna grab some Cincinnati. We've already too. mentioned it in our stacks. I, I am gonna mention uh, Chase, and one of the reasons why I want to mention him just real quickly is a stat we have not talked about already. But in the, his last three games that mattered, he only played a few snaps in Cleveland. He has twenty two point five points, fifty eight point six, and twenty five point nine with target volume of 10, 12, and 12. Um, so, again, obviously hugely involved in the offense in a game where they could very well be down. Uh, Tennessee against the pass is ranked 31st on DraftKings against wide receivers. So, if there's anywhere where they're vulnerable, anywhere that Cincinnati might be able to take advantage of, you know, trying to get some, some yardage or just pure points, um, it's going to be – probably in the passing game. So I you know, he's a hard guy not to have. And at his price point, I honestly think he's cheap. Seventy one hundred. Yeah. Um for him that's cheap. So again, he might be higher owned, don't get me wrong, but I think that's a pretty good price. So the three guys that I really, really like at wide receiver, I plan on spending up on these three and then Wait, let me guess Joe. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> no. Weirdly, Joe, to your point, weirdly, um, Jamar Chase is cheaper this week than he was last week. Yeah, which is odd after a twenty-six point performance. Yeah. So anyway, mine are Chase, Evans, and Cup, and those will more than likely be my three wide receivers on my team for uh, the DraftKings this week. Um. I think everyone's a little bit lower than last week, just based on how they're. Kind of handling it. I think they're raising yeah. well, the prices. More... They're raising yeah. the prices of the lower tier guys and then lowering the upper tier guys. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. But pointing that out. Yep. Good points. All right. Any, uh, you know, moving on now, it's going a little bit into tight ends. I, you know, again, same thing. They're all lower priced. Um, but anybody that jumps out to you that, that is, feels like a good value or feel like somebody you want to have on your squad. Um, well, one guy that I'm targeting, and I, I guess I didn't talk about my quarterback that I'm stacking things up with. I like Matt Stafford this week, uh, throwing him in there. So there's where the Cooper Cup comes in. And then I'm grabbing Higby at, at just 4,000. Um, he just had a, you know, a decent game, but in the last three weeks, he's scored over like 50 points in total. Um, he had a big 25 point week, uh, last week of the season, um, against San Francisco with two touchdowns there. He's getting at least uh, four targets in each of the last five games. Uh, the least amount was last week, and they didn't really need to utilize him all too much. They were up by so much, and so that, that kind of changed a little bit of the game plan there. But I see Higby being a uh, another focal point, get probably at least five to seven targets in this game. Um, and if he can put one of those into the end zone, he's going to pay off that $4,000 price pretty quickly. 
Yeah, I like <clears throat> I like Knox. Um, just because I think that he is going to get red zone targets. Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to be, I think probably expect that to be a high scoring, more high pace game and um, cold weather. I think Allen will kind of look down to Knox a lot. And the only other person kind of on the higher end I would look at is probably Gronkowski. Yeah. Just with the injuries that they have in Tampa Bay, I think that Brady's just going to go to his safety blank a lot. He's had, you know, over 10 targets in three of the last five weeks. Last week, he only had six targets, but still got 14.1 points. So he's really only had one dud of a week in the last five weeks. I think I saw something crazy that, like, um, Gronk and Brady have hooked up, like, a 115 or 105 times, something like that, in their career together. Like... 105 touchdowns. <laughs> Just insane numbers that they've been able to put up together. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, one that I'm, I'm a little bit – I think there's a lot of options. But I want to mention, uh, first of all, I'm on, I'm, my team will probably have Dawson Knox. John, I'm a little bit with you. He's quietly had 11 touchdowns this season. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. Um, so pretty solid year, even with like four games that he didn't play on the season. Uh, but anyway, uh, one guy I'm going to mention that we haven't already, um, and the reason why I'm mentioning him is because I think he's due for a big game, and that is George Kittle. Um, he really has had some just not great games. One catch, five catch, one catch, two catch, six catch. He just he just hasn't had any big bursting games like we saw where he had a 37-point week, a 42-point week, you know, a 24-point week in the season. So he's had some big games. I think he's due for a little bit of a breakout. Um, and in Green Bay, against Green Bay, I, I again, a colder weather game. It's probably not going to be deep passes that are going to be leading some more difficult dunks, uh, and he can get involved more close to the goal line. So he's something I'm just looking at, kind of debating, but uh, overall um, somebody that we haven't mentioned yet. So. Bobby, what, Bobby, what are you doing? I'm trying to be stealthy as I'm uh, – I, I haven't had dinner yet tonight, so I was going to throw some stuff into the air Jesus, fryer. Bobby, just wait five minutes. <laughs> uh, but to your point, Joe, uh, we have seen uh, high-level tight ends go off against uh, against Green Bay this season, and so I I can definitely see that continuing on. So yep. I do like that Kittle pick. That's that's a smart one to pivot to. And because of those uh, stats that you're just throwing out there, those low-scoring games and whatnot for him fantasy-wise, he will very likely be a low-owned player. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <clears throat> I, think, I think the only other one I'll mention, especially if you're playing kind of lower entries, if you want to get all of the high-end wide receivers that we love is Uzoma. Just he yeah. has yeah. he has the high ceiling. Um, he's gonna shit the bed in some games, but right. he's the definition of boomer bust. Yeah, but he's thirty four hundred. So you're not you even if he gives you nine points, you can live with that. Right, hundred percent. 
100%. Well, let's wrap this up. Any Anything you want to mention on defenses before we get uh, wrap the, the night up for today? Um, well, not really targeting any specific defenses this week. There's nobody that's really standing out as like, oh, God, grab this one. Um, I say this each week. I usually go a little bit cheaper on defenses. And so this week I'm on the Bengals defense uh, against Tennessee. Um just kind of looking at it, who is maybe the worst or second worst quarterback that's going to be playing this weekend. And I see that as Tannehill. Um, so because of the price point of the Packers at 3,200, I'm going to be avoiding that one and, and stick to the Bengals. Plus they are a team that I see actually winning their game potentially. Um, so I want to have a defense that's playing from them from ahead yeah i i still like <clears throat> the packers at 3200 is still pretty cheap and there really isn't a too high of a price for a defense yeah um and they're playing garoppolo who throws a lot of interceptions is injured and they're getting um uh zaire Alex- or zaire is it alexander jair alexander Jair yeah. alexander they're getting him I'm back, back <clears throat> So I, I think that's in the cold weather, that's going to be tough. I also think the Bills are an interesting team who scored 17 points against Kansas City at Kansas City in week five. So I wouldn't shy away from the Bills either. I think a lot of people could shy away from them just based on uh, what you expect the scoring to be. But Mahomes has shown that he's going to take risks and throw interceptions and the bills are good at pressuring and making Mahomes uncomfortable. So I think that could be kind of a sneaky good pick. Yeah. I I will not disagree at all with that. That's, that's good insight. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I, for me, I'm, I have the 49ers. I think if they show up and play in a cold weather game against Green Bay, it's scary, but it's the cheapest on the slate. Just trying to save money. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot more to add to that as we kind of wrap up tonight. So to wrap up tonight, hopefully you've la- lasted this entire show with us. It may have been great. It may have been bad. I don't really care. We've enjoyed it nonetheless. I feel but, like the first half was really good. And then it kind of trailed off. Yeah, at about yeah, the 20 minute mark half. when somebody else got joined in. Yeah. Although I will say, Bobby, you actually did add a little analysis tonight. That was good. And I don't hey, I did some work this time. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but anyway, um, I think uh, we have to mention the second place winner since Kay Walt did not participate in our thing, or at least did not claim his prize. He may very well listen to the show. Jesus, last Bobby, time. just wait, wait thirty seconds. Uh, no kidding, holy! It's cow. my dog this time. He's out in the cold weather, and he's trying to eat his poop. The dumb dog! Come on, get inside. All righty. Anyway, <laughs> um, congratulations to our second place uh, winner, which was Huggy Bear. So, Huggy Bear, if you're listening, um, all you got to do is contact us. We are on any way, shape, or form that you can think to do it. DraftKings Social, uh, reach out to any of us or myself. I'm the one that posts jo- uh, football. OTR Joey is the one that posts those uh, every week. So, I'll do it again this week to make sure that it's out there for you. Um, you can reach out to uh, footballotr at gmail.com. Reach out to our Twitter, fo- footballotr. 
on Twitter. Uh, any way in which you can get a hold of us, we got to know who you are and where exactly to send your prize. So hopefully you're listening. Hopefully we've made it this far, and uh, we uh, hope to hear from you. Yeah. It go pays eat your to dinner, Bobby. Yeah, go eat your dinner and let your dog out or whatever the heck you got. I already did all those things. Go, okay. go eat your dog's poop, and then yeah. we'll see you next week. He, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's winter time here, and so they turn into these little poopsicles, and he goes out and munches on them because that's a gross dog. That's crazy. We got to get that stuff. Like apparently, you can get this stuff and put them in, put it in their dog's food, and it will uh, make it taste worse than it already does, and then they won't eat it anymore. And I got to get that stuff. Nice. So you're gonna poison your dog to get yeah. a toxic poop. This sounds. Yeah. This sounds fantastic. I think we should continue this conversation on another podcast called <laughs> Bobby's Dog Eats His Own Poop. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should this title. Was, this was the the most entertaining part for all of our listeners. Maybe that's what we should title this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can just call it like Shit Eating Grins. Ah, I like that. There you go. <laughs> all and then people will get it at the end. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks again, guys, for, for doing this. It's been a fun season. Uh, we'll talk again with all of you next week. Oh, and hey, final thing. I think the Vikings are supposed to be deciding on their GM by next week is what I heard. So hopefully that uh, happens. But we'll talk about that later. All right. I enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.